Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me as always, the lovely Karen Randazzo. This is how a skull breaks. And the ravishing Chris Randazzo. Kyle Ken is my trump card. We here on this week's episode talk television. So sometimes we do get a little spoilery. Fair warning. If you do not want <coughs> Dragon Ball Super, the most current episode, uh, the most current episode of iZombie, or the season of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt spoiled, please go check them out. Come on back. We're gonna do we're gonna do our best to try to make them a little bit more entertaining. Um, I'm gonna go first this week because um, I want to I want to get this out of my life. <laughs> um, I had the all right I, the task of watching uh, the second season of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Now, as we have seen, I I do my due diligence when it comes to show watching, whether I know it, whether I like it. If I'm familiar with the show, I will sit down and watch it. I had plenty of time to work through this season of 13 episodes. I couldn't get past, I think, halfway through episode seven. Um, I don't know what's different. I'm glad you said that. I, I watched three episodes and I, I almost gave up after the first two. And I don't know what's different either, but I don't like it as much this this i i I was talking to someone about it and i feel that there's either there's nothing different and it's just more of the same exact thing which has lost its charm because i watched 13 episodes of that already or that there's something underlying that i just like i'm not picking up on but it is the same shtick she's still gullible she's sweet i mean it's a there's nothing wrong with her character or the other characters in the show, it's just not jiving this this season for me. Um, I, I would figure by now that Kimmy would have a little bit more knowledge of how things operate in the world. Um, she is still as naive and gullible and wide-eyed as she was when she came out of the bunker, you know, after being in there for 15 years. Um it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. There's, there's nothing. There's not one specific thing I could put on and say this is what's wrong. Here's um, my question. You got further than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, last season there was kind of. I mean, it, it wasn't in every episode, and it wasn't like a controlling factor. But there was the overarching story of like catching and trying the reverend guy that put them all in the bunker. Mm-hmm. Was there any like connecting thread like that that you noticed? Uh, in the, the second o- season, the only connecting thread that I saw was um, what's her name? The the boss, her boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a, well. First off, she comes in at the very beginning of the first episode, yells something about the Jews stealing something, and then they do the uh, three months earlier. Yes, my favorite thing. Which you know we are not fans of, but um, Jacqueline White is either divorced or separated now she's on her own at the end of the last season she ended up going back to her native american tribe um the whitest white woman you will ever see apparently was raised by native americans um at the beginning of the season they kick her out they send her back to new york but she comes up with this plan that she's going to make 
she's going to make up for 400 years of something towards the Native American people. So it the the through line is her sort of trying to do right by them or get her old life back. She keeps flip flopping back and forth. Yeah, it's, that it's was not a good was, through line. <laughs> it was sort of weak. Like, I mean, I got where she said, "Oh, I'm gonna like make all my money and my connections and get back back to my place in the world and then use that to help the Native Americans." But after she said that, it cut. It just disappeared. Well, it, it did fall apart relatively quickly, but she pops back and forth. Like at one episode, she was standing. I, I want to say it's Bryant Park, but I'm not 100% on that. Sta- there's a, a statue of, um, oh my God, who's the guy that discovered America? Christopher Columbus. Holy shit. <laughs> staring oh, that at that asshole. Yeah, that asshole. Staring at a statue. This statue happens to be at a very tall pier. Like it's very very high and she's staring at the statue yelling at it you know telling you know who does he think he is type of thing and i'm gonna take you down a peg or two like it was just weird i don't get it but eh, i don't know it's not bad like i said it's just seems to be more of the same they uh they gave titus a little bit of a love interest that was for one episode, then went away for a couple of episodes, and then the next time I saw the relationship, I felt like it was on its way out because that was at the, you know, I only watched the first half of season seven, or episode seven, excuse me, and they were doing that walking down the block while one of them is talking, the other one's thinking, oh, this is, this isn't right. So, I mean, eh. Yeah. Eh. I think uh, one of the problems is if that if what you're talking about with Jacqueline is the main kind of connective story, like last season, the main connective story was about Kimmy. Right. Jacqueline is an show. unlikable so, character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think that like some of the other surrounding characters are more interesting to me than Kimmy is. Like Lillian. I love Lillian. Lillian. <laughs> <laughs> She, was, like, she is phenomenal this season. Practically everything out of her mouth. I mean, it's Carol Kane. You yeah. can she can do no wrong. But like. <laughs> my favorite thing that she does, and she does it like at least once an episode, she gets herself into a situation where she is breaking the law in some way, shape, or form, whether it be major or minor. But as soon as she hears police sirens, she yells, <laughs> "Run, Lillian, run!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she runs away, <laughs> and that always makes me laugh. Um, yeah, it's. It's more of the same. If you like, I don't. I can't even say that because I liked the first season. Yeah, I did too. And I think there are still good jokes. Like there, there are definitely things about it that made me laugh. There was at least a, a good laugh every episode, but it, it was there was no consistency. It wasn't always from like Titus because Titus was, uh, the, like last season. I was, he was the, one of the funniest things on the show to me. Yeah, and now it's. It's too much, maybe? It, or it's just more of the same. There's nothing, you know, it's like, oh. The only okay. one that has seemed to to expand is the Lillian character. Yes. Like, she has, she's she's speaking more, like, we get a little bit of a backstory about um, her past lovers, uh, who are all ridiculous, 
Um, yeah, like the, I think it was the first episode where she was like she had that guy that Fred Armisen who mm-hmm. showed up in a white wig and was dragging his suitcase and grumbling about various things, and that character made no sense. Like, yeah, he pops back in and forth like every other episode. <laughs> I think it's just that Fred Armisen gets to be in all comedy things that he wants to be in. Like, uh, yeah, well, it does, doesn't matter if he fits there or not. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it was okay. wasn't great. Definitely, yeah, I'm not compelled to like. I'm not. Finish I it. doubt I'm going to finish it. I mean, once I once I stop talking about it in the next, I don't know, minute, I will probably not think of it again. And I don't know. I feel bad for some reason. Like I wanted to like it. Yeah. Not so unbreakable after all. No, no, not so unbreakable after all. Uh, Chris, we're going to skip over to you. Okie dokie. And uh, we're going to talk some more Dragon Ball, huh? Yeah. This this show keeps surprising you, does it? This episode definitely surprised me. Um, So, um... The show has been following the basic Dragon Ball formula. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into the mythology on this because, you know, we've already been through this before. So. You say that every time you talk about Dragon Ball, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he does try. I do try. So um, one of the coolest tropes in all of Dragon Ball history is the tournament. Um, so they've, they've Some of the best story arcs that have ever been in uh, Dragon Ball history revolve around tournaments. And they fired up a tournament in this series. I think they were heading in that direction last time I talked about this. It's been a while. Um, but uh, So there's this tournament uh, between these two gods uh, in order to get these new super dragon balls or whatever. They're like, what's on the line? They're the, uh, the, the prize. So whichever um, the version of the multiverse's strongest fighters wins this uh, tournament gets the super dragon balls, which will grant super wishes i guess i don't know it's just a friggin MacGuffin to have an excuse to have a giant tournament one of my favorite words is MacGuffin. <laughs> what i love about the tournaments is that it, it gives the it gives the creative team uh, a lot of leeway to really flex their muscles uh with just bizarre and interesting character designs without having to flesh them out as characters like they don't need to create long elaborate backstories or even explain how the weird powers that these characters exhibit work because they're just contestants in a tournament. Like the point is that there's all sorts of weird, strong creatures and characters all throughout the universe. And you know, it's, it's interesting to see what these characters are going to do next. So can I ask you a question about the characters of the show? Yeah, sure. How many, uh, main characters are there? Like how many, how many characters do they give backstories to? Um, ish, you know, you understand my question? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lot because the show is it, it, the show has a consistent continuity all the way since the original Dragon Ball. So, oh, oh, I thought this was an independent. Why I felt for some reason like you had said that this was its own thing. Okay, it is. It's a sequel series, so like oh. there is consistent continuity throughout. But there was Dragon Ball, and then there was a sequel series, Dragon Ball Z. And then a sequel series called Dragon Ball GT, which is kind of being pushed out of existence by the existence of Dragon Ball Super. Okay. And Dragon Ball Super is the sequel series to Dragon Ball Z. So they, there has been a different cast of characters for every show? They've introduced new characters for every show, but this, the, the core, it always tends to focus on Goku in okay. one way or another. Uh, Goku was the main character of Dragon Ball, um, and he had other characters that surrounded him, namely uh, Bulma, Yamcha, and Krillin, 
Master Roshi. Uh, and then eventually in Dragon Ball Z, you introduced um, some characters that were introduced in Dragon Ball, took on different roles, became more prominent characters. So like it is Tenshin a consistently running universe. They're not constantly yeah. adding new characters. Gotcha. Okay, sorry. I mean, they do add new characters, and then those those characters interact with one another. So, like, like for example, Dragon Ball Super, characters like Yamcha, Tenshinhan, they still exist, but they're and they, they show up from time to time, but they're not a core part of the storyline anymore because it just their their stories have been told more or less, or gotcha. the characters have been so physically outclassed by the kinds of powers that the main characters exhibit, then that having them in a fight is essentially useless at this point. Okay, which is a fun character trait to um, uh, talk about. Like I think I talked about in an earlier episode um, about Krillin, who is one of my favorite characters in the show how he is like just completely and utterly outclassed and that's like a character trait of his like they've had that conversation between him and Goku who is his best friend and he's just like I mean I can't even pretend to keep up with you anymore so he just went and got a job as a cop but um yeah right 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 I, I remember that so what we're doing in Dragon Ball Super is you've got this other other universe tournament and um the characters on, uh, I think it's universes five and six or six and seven. I don't remember, but the the characters in the other universe are like this young Saiyan kid, um, a character who looks a lot like uh, one of the big bads from Dragon Ball Z, Frieza, and this other mysterious looking dude and giant robot. <laughs> and um, the giant robot, uh, his his power was that he was just like unmovable, and then he kept creating heat. And uh, the guy who is in the 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 two gods that are fighting, uh, Champa is the one who is uh, the one who brought the robot side. He keeps like doing these little underhanded things to try to make things seem fair, but then they wind up uh, working to his advantage. Like for the 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 heat robot, he created a a barrier so that you couldn't go out of bounds by flying through the the sky. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's like you know boundaries to the the ring that they do the the martial arts tournament in, so he created this barrier which just so happened to keep all the steam heat in from the robot and attempted to suffocate the other characters, who eventually figured out a way to break the barrier and then beat the crap out of the robot, which was all entertaining. But um, the the second the, the second character they they fought against, um, uh, Goku was the first one up, and uh, he wound up losing to this character that looked a lot like Frieza whose backstory was that he was like this superhero in that universe. So he was a supervillain in the our universe. He was a superhero in the other universe. And he was completely outclassed the guy until he went went for a punch that was blocked, and then Goku just passed out. Turns out that um, uh, this Frieza guy, this, the guy who looks like Frieza, I can't remember his name, he was cheating by using a device in his hand that poisoned people when he punched them. And... Uh, his thing was that he pretends to be a superhero, but actually what he does is he causes the conflicts, then saves the day, then sells off the planets that he saves. So he's like, he's just this evil criminal mastermind. Um, and then uh, Vegeta takes over for Goku since he was out of the tournament and promptly he's just like, the the referee of the tournament is all, well, this guy's disqualified. And Vegeta's just like, no, nah, no. Nah. Don't disqualify him. I want to fight him. And he's, and he's just like, oh, well, you have to remove that weapon. And, and the Frieza character's like, I can't. It's actually, like, installed in me. I can't take it out. It was like, it would involve surgery. And Vegeta's like, no, nah, no, nah, I got this. Because <laughs> Vegeta has this history with, with Frieza. Frieza blew up his planet, murdered his entire race. But Goku got to kill Frieza. 
And Vegeta's like, I'll take this chance. <laughs> I want to beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and so he does. He just decimates him. It was fantastic. Um, he gets to this uh, the other Saiyan character. Turns out that Saiyans in the alternate universe had a very different history. Um, the Saiyans in our, in our I quote-unquote, our universe are essentially bad guys because they were ruled by Frieza. And in this universe, that didn't happen, so Saiyans are more or less good people. Mm-hmm. And he fought this this young Saiyan character, and um, he was almost as strong as Vegeta just by himself, but then Vegeta powered up to Super Saiyan levels and was totally outclassed. The young Saiyan was all, I, I, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> that's not fair. And uh, he, he asks Vegeta to show him mid-match how to turn into a Super Saiyan, because Saiyans are all about fighting and getting stronger as best they can. Mm-hmm. So Vegeta, obviously the viewer picks up on this real quick. Vegeta just starts spouting all this awful shit to him. Just like, you are a weak pile of garbage. I'm going to beat, I'm going to kill you right here. Then I'm going to go back to your planet. I'm going to kill all your family and friends. And then I'm going to take over what's left of your race and just destroy everything. And he basically just pisses off the kid enough to get him to turn into a super saiyan. And once he realizes that he's, he, he, uh, Vegeta goes, um, what they call Super Saiyan Blue. Did I explain all the Super Saiyan levels to you guys at all? It doesn't sound familiar. No. All right. So this is actually going to come into come into play when I talk about the specific episode. Um, We're not talking it, about the specific episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm bringing up things that are kind of important. So. The the way the Saiyan characters have this this power up ability ability called Super Saiyan. When you see the pictures of them with the glowy blonde hair, that's mm-hmm. called going Super Saiyan, mm-hmm. and it's something that they can do. It's a transformation, and it increases their power like by a lot. But it's in you achieve this ability through just like blind rage or just getting angry or something like that, and it increases your power. And then that's eventually why it also they found involves a lot of yelling. It does. It involves a lot of yelling. Okay. They, uh, there was a funny joke about that in the new episode. <laughs> Goku's doing this whole power-up thing. He's just standing there screaming, and these characters on the side are being like, wow, it's weird. Other people in your universe yell a lot. <laughs> um, eventually, they, they determined that there was, you know, they could continue to transform. They, um, uh, they found a second level of Super Saiyan that made them even more powerful, and then a, a third level. Um, and... What happened in this Dragon Ball Super, the first thing they introduced here was um, like a Super Saiyan God form, which is like, it turns their hair pink, because it's anime. Because <laughs> it, science. It is, <laughs> it is essentially achieving like the same level of power of a god. And then um, they found a way to go further than that by essentially applying Super Saiyan levels to Super Saiyan God made their hair turn blue, and they were coming up with these silly-ass names, and eventually I think one of the characters said, we're just going to call it Super Saiyan Blue because this is getting stupid. <laughs> so they called it Super Saiyan Blue. So that's like a ridiculous... Like, it just the power levels are obscene in this show. <laughs> is it over 9,000? It is so far over 9,000, it is ridiculous. <laughs> that is the only Dragon Ball joke you will ever hear me make. <laughs> Note the time. <laughs> date <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because that also uh, that there's also a callback to that essential situation in in this new episode which is one of the things i liked about it so much is that um eventually uh vegeta winds up facing off against this uh the the last character on the other side is a hitman creatively named hit um uh-huh. <laughs> 
is he's he doesn't strike anyone as absurdly powerful, but he's like just what's interesting about this character is he's not flat out evil. He's just a mercenary. He's a hitman. He kills people for money. Like he's not essentially evil. He's not out for world domination. He just wants money and kills people for it. So They've never really had a character like that in Dragon Ball. It's always just been evil, evil, evil versus good, good, or I want to be stronger. Goku's not really a Superman-type character. He just wants to fight people who are stronger than him. But um, So, so this character... So he's not good nor evil. He's essentially good, but he doesn't fight for justice, per se. <laughs> like He doesn't <laughs> okay. like bad people doing bad things, especially to his friends, but he's not out to save the world from evil. He's like... I want to fight this guy because he's stronger than me. Okay. <laughs> um, so Vegeta is uh, in the tournament at that point, uh, to, and he winds up fighting Hit, and he finds out even at his full Super Saiyan blue power, he can't hit this guy. He just can't touch him because uh, he'll get close to him, and then all of a sudden Hit has already punched him, and they couldn't figure out why. Um, so eventually on the sidelines they figure out that Hit has this like time stopping technique that he can stop time for like a um like 0.1 seconds which going as fast as dragon ball characters go is like a lifetime and he can just freeze time and then beat the shit out of you in the meantime so he winds up just destroying vegeta who gets really pissed about it but because the whole frieza guy cheated goku is allowed back into the tournament so he goes to fight this guy and um goku's I love his the watching the way he figures this stuff out is because he just like goes in there and gets hit a bunch of times so that he can figure out how he's getting hit. <laughs> and what he does, he like gets hit a couple of times and then he blocks an attack, which confuses the crap out of hit. He's like, Hey, what what's going on? <laughs> I stopped time. You shouldn't be able to do that. And so he does it a couple more times and then Goku just tells him, like, so what I'm doing is I'm getting in there real close and I'm predicting what you're going to do 0.1 seconds later, and I'm always right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, first off, what the fuck? And second off, why did you tell me that? Now I'm just going to work on, you know, do, now I know how you're doing it. I'm going to work around that. And Goku's all like, yeah, you think you are. But muscle memory, and I, I've been, I, he studied him fighting Vegeta so that he could figure out how he thinks. And it's like, you're going to try to go against what your natural instincts are, and doing it in that shortest period of time is going to be really difficult. So the fight goes back and forth, you know, Hit gets more powerful, Goku powers up, they go back and forth and back and forth. And when it seems like it's, it, when it seems like Hit is finally going to win, Goku is all like, all right, I got this, I got this thing in the bag, I've been holding on to it, Not wasn't going to use it because it could kill me, but... I'm going to try it anyway, because otherwise I'm going to lose. So. <laughs> so he would rather die than lose. And if he loses, does he die? Yeah, yeah. If he loses, so. he dies. Yeah, okay. yeah, so, yeah, what the hell does he care? If he loses, he's dead. Um, and this was this was just a remarkable moment. And this whole thing, the way it played out, is the reason folks like Dragon Ball, as scenes like this. But this one was done in such a remarkably fun way. Usually when these kinds of crazy, crazy last-ditch effort power-up things happen, the music is very, um, the music is intense. It's in a very life-or-death kind of situation. But this is all essentially, it's a tournament for a prize. So when this moment happens, uh, the music has a very different feeling, and it was incredible. So way back when 
in Dragon Ball Z, when Karen mentioned the over 9,000 bit, mm-hmm. Goku learned a technique called the Kaioken, which was similar to what I explained Super Saiyan is. What it does, it's a technique that allows him to increase his powers like tenfold, okay. but it has a, an enormous physical toll. So he can keep it up as long as his body holds out. And you can keep multiplying it and getting yourself stronger and stronger, but the h- stronger it is, the heavier a toll it takes on your body. So eventually, the show got to a point where Super Saiyan happened and Kaioken kind of became useless. Mm-hmm. But in that episode where um, the over 9,000 thing happened, or shortly thereafter, Goku used Kaioken against Vegeta the first time they met and fought and hurt Vegeta incredibly badly. So... What happens in this episode is uh, Goku starts doing this weird-ass power-up thing, and when he's Super Saiyan Blue, he's got this blue flame around him, and then this red flame goes around him, like a Kaioken technique. And what he was doing, what he did was he successfully fused Super Saiyan Blue with Kaioken, and this is what I've talked about before, about how this series has this remarkable continuity and attention to detail and the way that things work within it, is that... He explained that the reason that he never used Kaioken in addition to Super Saiyan is because Super Saiyan is like this rage-fueled thing, but getting to Super Saiyan Blue involved calming himself and calming his mind and being in complete control of his energy, and so he was able, if he screwed up doing the Kaioken technique, he probably would have exploded and died, but he successfully (laughs) did it, and it looked so cool when he pulls it off, because the red glow outside of the blue glow, just the colors of it, it looks really, really cool. It just had this awesome look. And I th- I don't know if I said it before, first time I talked about this show, this show's theme song is freaking awesome. It makes me smile every time. I never skip the opening credits on this show every week when there's a new episode because the song is just pure uh, Japanese anime nostalgic gold. It's, it's this rock and roll song. I love it to death. And so Goku powers up. He... He, he's got this ridiculous Kaioken thing. Vegeta's on the sidelines, pissed as all hell, because he thought he finally surpassed Goku, and Goku had this shit in the bag the whole time. <laughs> and he goes in, and he hits, he punches hit right in the face, and as soon as that fist connects, the background music becomes the title, the title music to the show, and it was just the most <laughs> hyped moment. It was ridiculous, and then he just proceeds to completely beat the crap out of this guy. Hit zooms in to go do the the time stop thing, and they show the whole time stop like technique, the way it looks, and Goku just powers right through it, and he he just looks him right in the eye before beating the shit and says, "I am at a level so much more, so much higher than you. This thing won't even work on me." So he's just like basically punching through time at this point, <laughs> which is obscene. I swear to God, I was thinking that exact phrase. <laughs> oh God, I loved it, and the whole episode ends with. The Goku signature technique of powered up Kamehameha wave, and just the whole screen goes white. He's like, he he was beating him up, and then he looks at his fist, and he's like, even Super Saiyan Blue isn't gonna hold up to this much longer. Like it's this is taking a huge toll on him, and so he goes down. He powers up the Kamehameha wave, and that's the end of the episode. Is it hitting and the screen going white? And I just, I lost my friggin' mind. I was like, this was so cool. I swear to you, it is so much cooler than I'm even making it sound. It was just, it was the most hyped moment. It was like, that episode finished, I said, that is why I watched Dragon Ball. That was so freaking good. I have gone back and watched that scene at least ten times. And the episode, I, I just watched it the first time on Monday. And it is now Wednesday, uh, 
it's what, Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Day of the week? It's Tuesday. I've watched it so many times. <laughs> I just keep going back to that moment like, Jesus Christ, that is awesome. Man, that is good. <laughs> My only gripe about it is that they always show scenes from the next episode, and the scenes from the next episode hits fine, and it looks like Goku's going to lose. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, show! You've had this fake-in, fake-out thing a bunch of times with Goku having this secret technique and blah, 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 and like, I have no idea where the plot's going from here. But I don't know if it's just promo monkeys, but like, I was hyped beyond belief. Like, hell yeah, Goku beat the bad guy. Awesome! Yay! Cartoons! And then they show this preview of the next episode, and it's it just looks like he's gonna lose now, and it, like it seems fine. So is, I don't know what happened. It's a little disappointing, but I am so excited for the next episode. Is the next episode the last of the season? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea how seasons work in this show. Because I, I mean, I'm looking at IMDb. It lists forty episodes for season one, and the one that you are speaking of is episode thirty nine. There are no even with no artwork or anything there's nothing after hmm. episode 40 so i mean it could be uh that would it would be a, a good way to end the season um because obviously it's a they've gone through like several major story arcs in this essentially 40 episode season by this point um so i guess it would be a, a good a good place to end a season i would think i mean they, i guess they have to at some point they can't just keep making new episodes every week forever right it's true but um why not, goddammit? Because <laughs> the animation on some of these episodes is so cheaply farmed out that uh, I don't think people would be okay with it. Um, they clearly have not, don't have the budget to keep up with the pace that they should be able to keep up with. And some of the episodes, the animation has been pretty bad. But not this episode. Shit looked tight the entire time. And this episode is so good. It's This is as good as, you know... Goku going Super Saiyan the first time. This is as good as Gohan taking down Cell. This is as good as uh, Goku doing the Kaioken attack with the giant Kamehameha versus the versus the Gallic Gun season one versus Vegeta. I know that doesn't make any sense to you. Karen, it's this like he's talking as... some of the language, right? Or is <laughs> A it just bit, me? Okay. Yeah. Right, just making sure. But he's excited, and, and that makes me happy. Aww. <laughs> uh, <aw. laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I'm sorry that I, I tried to keep it short. I really did. There's just... For a show where, like, every episode, it seems like nothing happens, there's so much going on. It's <laughs> trying to explain it to somebody that hasn't been following it. It's like, well, there's all this shit you need to know. <laughs> yeah, speaking of. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> As I digest that bit of information. Uh, Karen, let's move on to you. Holy shit, they went there. <laughs> um, I zombie. Uh Yeah. Um, we got, we got some military, okay, I didn't watch the episode before this, Mm -hmm. did Liv get the brain, I'm assuming she got the brain in that episode? Yes. Okay. So she's rocking on, I I guess, military or, um... No, uh, let me, let me set it up for you, because there, there is much like Chris said, there is so much you need to know. So in season one, episode one... We find out that Liv is <laughs> that a zombie. Liv is a zombie, <laughs> okay. right? Um, th- there, there are several separate plot threads in this show, but most of them weave together. The ones that did not really uh, are um, 
the DA's case against the big drug dealer in the uh, in town, Mr. Boss. Worst so, name ever. <laughs> Actually, Mr. do you know Boss. what his do you know what his first name is? Stacy. Yeah, it's Stacy. Thought Bob. it was Mister. Nope. <laughs> Stacy. Sorry. Uh, so Blaine was testifying against Mr. Boss in Peyton's case, uh, but he, when he took the cure to no longer uh, become a zombie, he this one of the side effects was amnesia, so he can't testify it anymore. The case falls apart. Peyton moves back in with Liv, and she and Ravi get back together. Which that's all you need about. to know about that segment of the story. Was she ever with Blaine? Um, she it- slept with him definitely once. <laughs> I don't know if it was more than once. I okay. think it was only the once because right after that, she found out that like he was into he he deals um, utopium he and <laughs> and he's a zombie and all this crap. Gotcha. Um. So major. <laughs> Has been, uh, he he finally got arrested for being the chaos killer. Uh, they <laughs> Much better bad guy name, by the way. Max Rager sent him a lawyer in the form of Ken Marino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I oh have God. to watch that episode. So great. I mean, you know, it's the Rob Thomas universe, so you had to expect him after, you know. Since he was Vidi Van Lowe and Veronica Mars, you expected mm-hmm. to see him show up here. So uh, Liv tried to uh, find where Major had all the frozen zombies. She, there was a really great scene. She sent Ravi to visit Major in jail to try and get the information of where he was keeping them all. And Ravi was like trying to talk to Major in code. And he's like, I, I have to talk to you about a, a video game thing. I need to find the uh, frozen zone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh they go they to because they think if they if one of the chaos killers victims turns up alive then a major will be released and you know they can't they can't hold him because obviously we saw this live earlier in the season when she got arrested if a zombie's in jail too long and they can't eat brains they're gonna go full oh, nutso and yeah they on the show they call it full romero which which great. is a term i love which is great yes uh, so they go and they find the uh, the cold storage where Major's keeping everybody, but it's empty. Um, the cops are having a hard time making the case as uh, Major, as the chaos killer. They're, they can't make it stick. Uh, so he just about gets out. And then he's walking down the courthouse steps and he's about to finally get a brain smoothie and like be okay. And then uh, in the meantime, all the media attention has brought out some witnesses to uh, Major's involvement in the Meet Cute murders, which was the season finale of season one. So they re-arrest him before he gets any brains. And uh, so the, the situation is now desperate because if they turn, if, if Major goes full Romero in jail, there's going to be a zombie apocalypse in the jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Liv is forced to uh, reveal everything to Clive and basically get him on Team Z. Uh, and uh, she does so by, like, literally stabbing herself in the chest and going full, uh, going, going, um, it's not full Romero. That's, that's when they're, like, beyond all help. But it's, I forget what she calls it, but she gets the red eyes and full then, like, super aggr- Yeah, full on zombie mode. There you go. I saw that scene. It was cool. It was cool. So, uh, 
so Clive gets major released. Um, and his girlfriend, and he doesn't explain it to his girlfriend because, you know, it sounds crazy. And so his girlfriend leaves and is pissed and bye, she'll be missed. <laughs> Not a fan, are you? <laughs> <laughs> eh, I just didn't really care about that character. And then meanwhile, at Max Rager, uh, the last we saw of Rita, she had been turned into a zombie. Um, so she's now locked up in the basement. Um, and Duke Clark's reaction to her, like, to her getting turned is basically, get over it. <laughs> um, and he says that he's going to, he's, uh, he also has all the chaos killer zombies locked up. That's where they went. He went and took them and, well, he sent somebody to get them, obviously. Right. He doesn't do anything for himself. Right. Um, so he says he's about to sell, like, a, make a major deal with a military contractor for the Supermax formula. <sighs> Name of the um, military company? I don't remember. Uh, uh, Grave Filler? Was that it? Uh, Phil, Philip Gravemore? Oh, yeah. Something to that effect. <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> Philip Gravemore. Holy shit, I didn't even get that. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Fantastic. Uh, so, <laughs> since Major's in jail, and they're, you know, close to associating him as the Chaos Killer at this point in the story... Um, they send, uh, Duclark sends his bodyguard to get, to k- kind of tie up the loose ends, one of which is Liv. Uh, so he goes and he attacks her in the morgue, but Ravi is there and fucking Ravi to the rescue <laughs> helps her and actually kills the guy. So he's all conflicted about that, but that's the brain that Liv eats. But you were saying it was a military uh, brain. Gotcha. It's the bodyguard. That's how she has all this inside information about what's going on at Max Rager. Gotcha. Uh, and um, we also find out that when Duke Clark, uh, his team is working on the cure, that so far all the test subjects have gone full Romero. Like, that's what it, happens when he tried. It was actually, like, worse than that. Yeah, like, like they were, weird. like, they... super bad, you know, like... A just... zombie, a zombie could zombie. Exactly. So that's where we start. (laughs) So just to get the Peyton thing out of the way, um, Mr. Boss, Mr. Terribly Named Boss, finds out that Blaine is, uh, his his, uh, utopian business is still running, even though he murdered Blaine, um, and finds out that it's Donnie and Chief who are running it, sends his thugs in, they kill Chief, which, um, sad face, I love Chief. Um, Has he ever Don- been shot in the head? Like he's never he's been hurt a lot, shot in the face and whatnot. Never in the brain, right? There's not something no. special about Chief. Okay, I was yeah. kind of hoping. Sadly, I liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, Donnie is being held at gunpoint and says that it's Blaine that's still in charge, and you know he's the one calling the shots. And the guy's like, "I don't believe you. What's going on?" And we saw him die, and you know how could he come back and. Donnie's like, I don't know, he was banging that hot DA, I'd come back for her. So they go, the thugs go and kidnap Peyton um, and beat up Ravi, uh, reveal to Ravi that, like, this is why we're doing this, because Blaine is banging her. So poor Ravi is, like, beaten up on the floor and um, with his heart broken, because he didn't know, this is right after they got back together. Um... Blaine eventually comes, finds Ravi, finds out what happened to Peyton. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go 
save her, get her. He goes back to the more uh, the funeral home where he has a bunch of weapons. Oh, he has all the majors. Um, Stash. Yeah. His arsenal, if you will. <laughs> and Robbie's like, well, I love her. I'm going with you. And Blade's like, uh, these are serious bad guys and they'll kill you. And Robbie's like, uh, I'm pretty good at Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go. Blaine basically goes in and he has the night vision goggles from um, Major being the chaos killer. So he, you know, shuts off the lights, kills everybody. And Robbie comes in at the end and they save Peyton. The end. I uh, hope this Mr. Boss story is over. I, I hope, to, I doubt the Mr. Boss story is over. But the thing is, is that Blaine goes in by himself. Yeah. Kills everyone. Saves her. When Robbie gets in there, they are in embrace. Peyton yeah. and Blaine, and so Ravi is getting the ideas that there's still something going on. But then we don't get any resolution to that part of the story. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't want them to be jerking Ravi around, so like just We're very protective of Ravi. <laughs> it was he's he's my one true love. Um <laughs> it's it, it it's like maybe the one minor misstep in this episode because the rest of it was fucking insane. Um, so Liv, as I mentioned, is on the bodyguard brain. She gets Major, who, you know, they did get him out of jail at, like, um, they got Clive in, they, they pulled in Clive and they got him out of jail. So she is Major, eat the brain too, so they can figure out how to get into Max Rager and save all the Chaos Killer victims. Um, <laughs> they decide to go in during a big party with, to, uh, they're throwing to celebrate the sale of the Supermax. <laughs> Um, when they explain the theme of the party to Clive, he's like, white people. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like a prison party because it's super max and, you know, that's whatever. So all the waiters are dressed as, like, um, prison guards in, like, riot gear. It's dumb. They have locked, <laughs> And they locked everybody in there. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're locked gates or whatever. Uh, so they can't get into the basement without the uh, handprint on um, scanner in the elevator. And Major's like, oh, we can use this guy. We can use that guy. Uh, they have trouble finding somebody to use to get down there. And be- that makes them late for their, like, check-in with Clive. So he gets nervous. He goes in after them. He shows up at, like, one of these locked gates where the security guard who gives him a whole line of bullshit about, like, these are time-locked gates. I can't let you in. And then the band for the party shows up. Interesting side note. The band is Rob Thomas. No, not the Rob Thomas showrunner of iZombie. Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, Rob Thomas. The one that they always confuse him with. I thought that was so clever. I read uh, about this. Apparently, um... The two of them became friends because they kept, like, getting each other's mail, basically. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they were fans of each other's work. So that, like, Rob Thomas from iZombie was eventually, like, found a way to, like, hey, let me bring you on my show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, they, Clive gets in and meets up with Liv and Major, and they're trying to get down to the basement and the... Uh, then they get caught by Duke Clark and some security guards. And he's like, oh, you know, mustache twirl. <laughs> he's like, he shows up and he's like, Detective Babino And um, Liv and Major are dressed in, in the uh, riot gear uh, cater waiter 
uniform. So he's like, Detective Babineau and uh, Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, he twirls his mustache and walks off to, to let security handle it. And that's when uh, we get attacked by the dumbest scientist in the world and his friends. <laughs> Who, these are guys who ha- worked for Max Rager and uh, at the party decided, yeah, we just got some uh, lucky you utopium and uh, we're going to take that and chug some Supermax and see what happens. Well, what <laughs> happens is it turns you into a like super cra- powered, crazy fucking zombie. <laughs> he found the utopium in the, in the stuff from the dead bodies of the party. From like the very beginning of the show, and they're like, "Yeah, you really like, should put that back." It's, it's like, uh, yeah, it was boat, it was boat party utopia. Boat party That's utopia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they like they turn into whatever. I, I'm not super up on all like zombie movie terminology, but whatever kind of zombies it is that like they run really fast and they're really aggressive and they're you know, or super like kill super face zombies. Zombies, let's call them. Yeah. That. Um, <laughs> That's what they turned into. So they like feast on the security guards and our heroes get away. But the all hell breaks loose. They're, they're attacking the, the zombies are attacking the party. They're killing everybody there. Uh, the three of our heroes get kind of like pinned down in this one little room and they're all trying to attack because Clive is the only actual human there. <laughs> Liv and Major are still technically zombies. So... They're all, like, trying to break in. Liv is like, if I scratch you, Clive, you'll turn into a zombie and they won't try to get us anymore. We can get out of here. He's like, hell no. (laughs) And just when they can't figure out anything else to do, in comes the military, (laughs) who is the clients who bought bought Supermax. And they mow down all the zombies with the automatic weapons and everything is uh, great for the moment. So they're like, we think there's some survivors down in the basement. We're going to go do that they uh end up cutting off the hand of one of the guys uh that could get down there who's now dead uh which was their original plan but uh everyone was like ew that's gross and she puts it on a carabiner and hangs it from her waist <laughs> yeah she's like in a zo- all's fair and love and zombie apocalypse or something like that um so they go down to the basement and <laughs> They find the uh, they find Rita and uh, she's like, "Let me out. I know where the rest of them are. I'll help you get them out of here." Uh, and that's when Duke Clark shows up. <laughs> um, and he and tells bad guy exactly for more mustache twirling. He's he's been so fucking phenomenal on this season. So great. So uh, he sends Liv and Major. He's like, "You should go down there. That's where they are." You know, and then um, not Liv and Major, Liv and Clive down. And then shuts a door so they're cut off from Rita and Major. They find the rest of the victims, but also some full-on Romeros uh, in the form of Drake, her boyfriend, who was one of the test subjects, and uh, and a- another, you know, super scary zombie. Uh, Duke Clark lets six those guys out on uh, Liv and Clive and f- basically forces Liv to shoot Drake again. He'll be missed. <laughs> it's like, but, uh, you know. And then, uh, 
Sorry, I lost my place. There's so much going on. What's his name? <laughs> let's uh, let's the other zombies out after his yes, daughter. Yes, he tries to do the same to Rita and Major, um, but not realizing that Major has rezombified, so the Romeros are not interested in either one of them. At which point he's like, "Well, Plan B. I have some poison gas." So he starts <laughs> releasing that. Like this is the most villainy villain I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, Major shoots through the glass and hits Duclark in the hand. And then, like, he has an axe, too. So he starts, like, axing his way out to get everybody out. Uh, Duclark runs for the elevator. But Major has, like, shot through his hand that he needs to use the handprint authorization (laughs) in the elevator. So Major has him trapped in there. And, like, all the zombies go in because he's, like, the only human in this situation. (laughs) In this generalized Uh, area. (laughs) So he basically traps him in there, and Rita's there, too, like, going after him. Um, And he, like, climbs through the top uh, hatch of the elevator, and he, like, drops his axe down, and he's like, good luck! (laughs) Uh, Liv and Clive get all the rest of the Chaos Killer zombies back to safety. Um, and w- <laughs> up into Clark's office, and when they get there, the elevator arrives, and Rita's, like, crouched down on the floor, eating her father's brain. Awesome! <laughs> but he's gone now. That's yeah, the unhappiness I know, that's, that's a big bummer. Steven Weber. Because I, I really wanted them to turn him into a zombie and see what happened then. But I don't get my wish. So the military shows up, and they're like, we're going to take all these people. And you can't stop us. <laughs> um, and Liv's like, what the hell is going on? And they said, well, it's on orders from the boss lady who is like the leader of this military contracting organization. They're like, go talk to her. So Liv goes to find her down in the scene of the party where everybody's dead and uh, discovers that her and like her elite team of whatever bodyguards, they're all sitting on the stage feasting on Rob Thomas's brain. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is actually playing the guitar. <laughs> and singing a Rob Thomas song. <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, so she's like, what the hell is going on? You're zombies. You know what's going on. And uh, the contractor lady is like, um, yeah, this is basically going to be ground zero of the zombie apocalypse. And we're going to be in charge. And you need to be on our side. Dun, dun, Chris dun. just looked up at me. <laughs> he hasn't really been. I know he's been listening, but he hasn't really been looking. And all of a sudden he looked. And uh, this is the part where I tell you that I'm sorry, but like this summer we're going back. The two of us are watching these two seasons together. So you can be on board next season. I'm, I'm game. The I, I was I was game on this show from the get go. The only reason I didn't watch it was because of time constraints and. You wound up watching it on your own to tell me how it was. And then you were like, it's fantastic. And I said, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, ne- I never <laughs> I, I never thought you were against it at any point. But like, holy shit. Like, this show does season finales like nobody else on TV. <clears throat> Walking dead. <laughs> this is how you do a satisfying finale and cliffhanger on a zombie show. Holy shit. Why well, is it so a, hard? Was this the season finale? Yeah. Really? Wow, that's yeah. a weird number. It's like episode 19. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So here's my question to you. Um, for Christmas, I got you the first two volumes of the iZombie comic. Uh-huh. How does this compare to that? It's not at all 
I mean, the character's completely different, although there was one episode where she had to go undercover and she used the name of the character from the comic. This <laughs> is hysterical. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I have to confess I haven't gotten too far into those, but from what I've read, it's a completely different character. The lead is like hmm, totally different. She wants nothing to do with like anybody. Interesting. Interesting. I, I kind of suspected that. But yeah. I know I had seen you reading it at some point, and mm-hmm. I was kind of curious. I was just curious how it how it st- stacked up. But I think it's the that the premise and the kind of u- rules of the universe are the same, but the story is completely different from what I've been, what I've gathered so far. Good to know. It's weird because this is one of the only comic book, uh, you know, shows or movies that I didn't know was a comic book before I saw the show. Like, usually the comic is way more popular, and it's something that you know about, and, and then you're like, hey, they're making a show of this. Now they're mm-hmm. they're more and more often not doing that. They're just picking random titles that they can get the licensing for and making a show. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, talking... Like, uh, what was... Uh, Winona Earp. Winona Earp. <laughs> Ooh, dada. Oh, boy. <coughs> yeah. So, um, if you weren't on board for iZombie before, get on board now. I mean, holy shit. This is good stuff, and it's gonna it's turning a corner now where it's gonna become like more than just because like these episodes has been a very it seems like it's been a very tight knit story like it's only involving mm-hmm. x amount of people now it's getting bigger and bigger and there is there's a thing now out there yes that it's not just her little town that's infected with zombies um the one thing that I think I didn't really say outright is that uh blaine um when he come he comes he shows up when uh boss's thugs are there like questioning donnie uh and like you see in his face immediately like the amnesia thing was an act so that's interesting because like once he shows up at you know and finds ravi and they go rescue peyton he's back to like awesome blaine so that's good because I, I want to see where Blaine's gonna fit in this like new zombie order. I really wanted Blaine to get picked off and Max Rager guy take over for him. Yeah, like that character line. But I don't want to lose Blaine. I like Blaine. Yeah, but who do you like better, Blaine or Weber? Oh God! Right, Sophie's choice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like so, I'm, the Sophie's choice of zombie shows. <laughs> they and they really like. They kept, I mean, they, they got rid of Weber, which really bums me out. But, like, other than that, they kept everybody, like, everybody I like got really good stuff to do. And everybody I didn't like is gone. Bye, Drake. Bye, Bazio. Nobody cares. See you later. Wee. <laughs> All right. Good, good. Um, I, 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 I like the show a lot. I really enjoy it. I'm, I, like I said last time, I appreciate you you turning me on to it. I just wish Hulu would do a better job of just leaving yeah, it on there. It is a little rough. Well, hopefully by the time we get to next season, then it'll be the whole season will be available. Is it on it Netflix is. also? I think it. I think season yeah, one. I think is, season one's on Netflix. On yeah. Netflix, so, so by the time we get to season three, season two will be on Netflix. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful. <coughs> All right, um, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk. Um, I don't know, the future of some television shows. So, uh, stay tuned. Geekade's got a sports page now. Geeks and sports go together like baseball and hot dogs. 
and GeekAid's newest writer, Matt Sizemore, is here to show you how. Matt's been a fan of sports his entire life, but he's also been entrenched in geek culture for just as long. For our first sports article, Matt tells the story of what it's like to be a sports fan, a geek, and a sports geek all at the same time. Head over to the Think Tank and read an ode to sports. Greek mythology is awesome. Nobody's disputing that. And if they are, they're silly. What is up for debate, though, is which adaptations of Greek mythology are the very best. From books to film to music to everything in between, Trish Reyes has put together her definitive list of the best of the best. Don't miss Geekade Top 10, Adaptations of Greek Myths. Robot Nightmare's onslaught of Undertale is behind them for now, and that means it's time to start up something new. And new things can sometimes be scary, which is certainly the case in their newest game, Layers of Fear. This horror game is only a few months old, but it's already earned itself quite the reputation. So it's the perfect game to scare the pants off of the Robot Nightmare crew. Head over to the Geekade YouTube channel and watch new chapters of Robot Nightmare, Layers of Fear, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Brandon and Travis of Apathetic Enthusiasm had a chance to sit down with Jimmy and Bill J, owners and organizers of the amazing Hawaii Comic Con, and talk about the upcoming event. Many topics were discussed, not the least of which includes some big news for the fans of Robert Kirkman and The Walking Dead, who will be at the con. Don't miss Apathetic Enthusiasm, Episode 63, The Amazing Jimmy and Bill J. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Uh, so for the second half here, we're going to chat about the status of some shows for their next season. Um on a website called IGN, they have listed the 2016 Endangered TV Series list. So what we're going to do is we're going to work our way through this, um, make comments when we want to, pass on things that we have no opinion on or know nothing about, um, but we will mention the actual, well, where they're getting this information from, who the hell knows. Um, so we got to take this all with a grain of salt. But they are only concentrating on ABC... CBS, CW, Fox, and NBC. So the major networks, not the cable ones. So let's yeah, I mean, I think they made mention in the article that yes. those, since those are uh, cable, are not subject to the normal September to May season. That they just, you know, who can keep track of all that shit? Right. <laughs> so we're we're just going the standard shows, um, the standard channels, uh, and this starts off odd. Hot, okay. All right, Marvel's Agent Carter, chance of renewal low. I know I'm Ooh. upset about this. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but it's it's a Marvel thing. They should keep everything that's Marvel on air, especially when it's this freaking good. Yeah, Agent mm-hmm. Carter's fantastic. Deserves to be renewed. Absolutely, 110 on that one. We're we are all in agreement. Um, American Crime, 50-50 shot. I have no idea what this is. That's the one I think that people are talking about lately that's doing the uh, OJ trial right now oh. with, uh, what's her face, Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark and uh, a whole bunch of people. David Schwimmer as Rob Kardashian for some reason. Cuba Gooding Jr. is doing it as uh, OJ. Mm-hmm. I have not watched this at all, but I have heard really good things about it, so uh, I wouldn't I'm... be surprised if it came back at all. 
I've also heard really good things. Something's telling me that's not this show, though, and I don't know why. I think it's just because I didn't know it was on... I didn't think it was on ABC. I thought it was a cable thing, but I could be very wrong. I well, whatever that show is, I bet it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, I think that show is doing well. <laughs> We're a knowledgeable TV podcast. <laughs> uh, Blue Bloods? Meh. Actually, A.K.A. Uh, Burt Reynolds' yes. mustache? Yes. The TV oh, my show. God. Yeah. Uh, it has a high chance of renewal. Uh, I'm happy this show's on TV. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it, but I like that man. Every now and then, you just see a promo, and here he is standing there with a mustache. I'm like, good on you, dude. You keep doing what you do. <laughs> Border Town, low chance. Uh, never even heard of it. Seth MacFarlane's latest animated series. I can't win them all, I guess. So I didn't even. I didn't even know he had another one. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, and, way to go! And it's on. Um, you know. One of the it doesn't even say what station it's on. So no, uh, the Carmichael Show high chance of renewal. I have no what idea. The hell what the hell is the Carmichael Show? No idea. Um, now huh. I don't know when this was posted, but it's cancel. Oh, uh, it's boy. Castle. High chance oh, of castle. renewal. But you, Karen, you sent me that article on Facebook, right? Yeah, uh, I believe the news broke yesterday that Stanikotic and. Um, Fuck, I can't remember her name. The woman who plays Lainey. Yeah. Uh, both will not be returning if it is picked up for season nine. Which I don't... I mean, I'm sure I will watch it. I just don't know what they're going to do. I'm okay with them actually doing like just a private eye series with him and his daughter. But I don't know. I don't know. The, the chemistry between them was some of the best chemistry on television, on you know, on I celluloid. read some today that the two of those people don't like each other. That Stanikadic and uh, Nathan Fillion don't like each other. What? Then they Stana, are both some... phenomenal actors. Yeah, and, I mean, I and think... furthermore, Stanikadic is out of her ever-loving mind. <laughs> out of your yeah, goddamn I... mind. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's any sort of truth to it. I just read it somewhere that there's like the two those two characters, those two people hate each other or something. Which I don't know. Weirder things have happened, but. Come on now. Come on now. I, oh. It's Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Like, I think if Beckett is gone, then I don't want the show to come back. I, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, Castle and his daughter in a detective agency is a very entertaining show, but it's not Castle. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I mean, Castle like is the story of Castle and Beckett. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Without her, it's... See, but here's the thing. If this show doesn't come back, I don't get Nathan Fillion on a weekly basis. Oh, you'll get him oh, somewhere yeah. else. Until he Come gets on. another that show. That man will work for the rest of his life. Um, I did read that they have shot, uh, because the show is up in the air, they have shot a scene to put at the end of their final episode, if they are canceled, to give fans some closure. Yeah, so. they shot two different endings. A cliffhanger for renewal season or a solid ending for cancellation. So, so that's hopefully good. we find out which one of those it is before that airs <laughs> all right so check this out american crime when a young couple war veteran matt and his wife gwen skokie are attacked in their Mon- Mo- modesto california home matt dies and gwen is left unconscious barely clinging to life as news of the brutal crime makes its way through the media both sets of parents sit vigil by gwen's bed hoping for a miracle to keep her with them 
So yeah, whatever that whatever show that show is, we're not that's sure. That's American Crime. Okay. So what the hell is the one with OJ? It's, it's I think it's the case of OJ. Really oh, well, you know what I think? It's called American, American Crime, Crime Story. Story. Yeah. It's FX because it's related to like American Horror Story. It's kind of like the same line of shows. Oh, good on you, <laughs> FX. All right. All right, forget everything I said about that then. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Code Black, CBS, 50-50 shot. Sure, whatever. This Code- is a show? <laughs> sure. Uh, Cooper. Oh, it's a medical drama. Yes. Yeah. Keep them coming. Never have too many of those on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper, ba- Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. Meaties and comedy mostly ignored upon arrival. Doesn't feel like a show. I have no idea. I feel like I've heard of this one, but... Um, I feel like a show with that long of a name can't too much. live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it hinges on us knowing who Cooper Barrett is, which I certainly don't. So uh, <laughs> there's that. So long. Uh, CSI Cyber. <laughs> there was another CSI show I didn't even know. I was unaware. Apparently, it has a low chance of renewal. I hope so. Uh, with a name like CSI Cyber, like did they really make a whole show based had, on cybercrime? It has two seasons. <laughs> oh God. And and mainstream Law and Order is not on TV All anymore. Right, but this crap is unbelievable. Uh, speaking of crap, Doctor Ken. Which I heard was one of the worst shows on television. Ever. Thank like God ever. there's a high chance of renewal. So, great. So, either we're all crazy or the rest of America is. I don't know. Elementary. The reworking of Sherlock Holmes. 50-50 shot. I watched an episode or three of this. Wasn't a fan. I liked Sherlock. That's. Yeah, I mean, I'm when you have that. Benedict Cumberbatch, how can you possibly compare mm-hmm. i'm also not a fan of lucy Liu, so uh, this show really this show rubbed me the wrong way from the get-go because this show was like i don't mind gender bending parts but this show is just like hey guys wouldn't it be cool if watson was a woman huh uh, aren't we edgy isn't it awesome and i'm like all right fuck you if you're gonna do that just do it don't rub it in my face don't be like hey aren't we clever we're so clever we made watson a chick we're awesome <laughs> the Screw family you. Chances of renewal low. Uh, series about a missing child suddenly reappearing as a teenager years later, unless he's a fraud. Oh yeah, I've seen promos for this. Your mother watched this, oh. and she said, even she said it was weird. His mom has pretty good taste in TV, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with like if she didn't like it, and eh, let's let's get rid of it. All right, yeah. Gallivant. Oh, Gallivant. Chance of renewal have- low. Um. I heard the same, that the chances of renewal are low, but I like this show a lot. But it was a surprise season. renewal from last year. Like, I remember you stating that it, it lasts the first season, it didn't do well, but they gave it a second season. Mm-hmm. And now it this didn't is, pick up um, at all. One of the, it was because like one of those people was really high up in the chain of command at ABC or mm-hmm. something like that. or Somebody involved in this show... Um, really wanted it like somebody higher up at abc really wanted it renewed and that person is no longer in command so so uh i I feel like it is probably toast which makes me sad because it's a musical comedy set in medieval times and granted i didn't watch season two yet because i'm a bad person but uh i want to watch season two it's on my list of things to do uh that rhymed and uh Please bring this show back. The TV needs more stuff like this. TV needs more shows like this, I think. Next up, Grandfathered. Chance of renewal 50-50. I liked this show. 
I enjoy it. So I mean, it's a John Stamos delivery vehicle. We've got Fuller House now. Uh, but... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, grim, high chance of renewal. I started. I I I bought. Man, it's been a hundred episodes, huh? Yes. Yeah, I seriously. watched this when the show first came out, and it's already up to six seasons. I don't know. It didn't pick. It didn't grab me in the. I think I only made it like halfway through the first season. Yeah, yes. we watched yeah. a few in the beginning, and it was just you know it it was alright. Yeah, yeah, but there were there were there were shows there doing promise. it better. Yeah, the, the, there was promise, and I heard the show got a lot better. I say good for this show. Okay. Um, I hope it gets renewed. Good, good for NBC having a having a show like this. I remember when this came out, it was like right around the same time as Once Upon a Time, uh-huh. and people were all like, "Oh, we're never gonna get a Fables show because of Grimm and Once Upon a Time." It's like, no, Once Upon a Time is a Fables ripoff. Grimm is pretty different. Yeah, actually, quite different. Yeah. Um, the Grinder. Yes, please. High chance yes. of renewal, so we're we're okay with that. We we've we've expressed our love for the grinder. Um, Hawaii Five O. This shit's still on. I, I is. I'm hoping it's the new version, right? It's not the original. Yes. Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I remember a few years ago, six years ago, like <laughs> six catching seasons. a handful of an episode after the Super Bowl and being like, what? "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." It had like <laughs> gin from Lost in it, and I'm like, "What the hell? This is a show!" Oh my! It was. I think it was um, five years ago. Like, I think five or yeah, six years ago. Like after that Super Bowl, they were like, "And now here's the premiere of the new Hawaii Five O or some bullshit like that." And I'm I'm watching this thinking, "God damn! This is why I don't watch anything on CBS." <laughs> <laughs> this is the specific reason right here. Um, okay, <laughs> Last Man on Earth, I think I started to watch one or two episodes, um, I, okay, I don't know the actress's name, but she is the voice of the youngest daughter on Bob's Burger, okay? Kristen Schaal. Yeah, her, 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 her voice not coming out of a cartoon is, like, irritating, and she is on this show. That's I love her because I think she's very, very funny. She's fantastic on the Daily Show and and Flight of the Concords. Oh okay. God, I forgot about her oh, Flight of the right, Concords. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we watched we watched the beginning of the first season of this and uh, tagged out when there were like six people left on Earth. We're like, what the hell's with this show? Why are people keep Why are there keep adding more people? Yeah, last man <laughs> on Earth, except for all these other guys, for all these other people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's. I I think it's got an audience, and I think it'll do fine. But it's it's not for everyone, and included in those people is us. <laughs> yeah, I think the real problem I had with the show is that the main character became really unlikable, and I was. I mean, that kind of pushed me away from it. Like, I I get there's nothing wrong with having like a like a, a, a ridiculously flawed person essentially be the last man on earth, which I thought was a really interesting premise for a show. But he got to the point where he was really unlikable. And then they brought in this other guy. I don't even remember his name, but he was like Todd, who was like the perfect man, except physically he was like a chud. And (laughs) I don't know. It's just, he was just doing awful things to this guy. And like, there's a lot of good comedy there. And I feel like like this show had a, a difficult road ahead of it to be a, a continuing series with an incredibly small cast. Like it's that's a difficult thing to pull off, but I feel like those two characters like him and Christian Shaw 
Like they could have made that work, and even when they introduced the other the other woman uh, played by uh, January Jones, uh, January Jones, like, all right, I can, I can kind of see where they could do something with this. I'm okay with this, and the show still makes sense. Last Man on Earth, but then I I, I checked back in on it after we had stopped watching. And there were like three other people involved, and at least two of them were dudes. <laughs> so the show's not the Last Man on Earth anymore. It's Last Man on Earth. Yeah, last men on earth. I don't know. It um yeah. I I'm I'm not going to go back to this show even if it is oh. renewed, but neither am I. All right, uh Last Man Standing uh, has a high chance of I, renewal. I've seen I didn't even know this was still on. Yeah, I've yeah, seen me a bunch neither. Of I thought this got canceled quick cuz I remember seeing previews for this thinking, "Oh my god, that looks terrible." It's a standard it's like Tim the it's Tim the Toolman Taylor again. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's, it's freaking it, home improvement. Home too. improvement too. Which home apparently <laughs> all the people who watch that show do not know how to work Netflix. Like, <laughs> if you want to watch Home Improvement, go watch Home it's, Improvement. It's not a bad show. It's not a good show. It is exactly what it is. It knows what it is, and it's just it's just what it says on the tin. Yep. Uh, Life in Pieces. No idea. Nope. Limitless. Uh, yep. I liked Wasn't this, this one. Based on a movie. Yeah, with uh, that really hot guy from the A team, Bradley Cooper. That one, that who's was... showed up on the show a handful. Yes, of times. because it's a tie-in to the movie. Because Bradley Cooper is, from what I remember, like senator or something. Now, that's what he was well, going I mean, for. In there's the... no limit to what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. I liked it. I think it's a great theory. I enjoyed the movie as well. Yeah, so. I mean, I'd watch this show if I was unemployed. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> the uh, Geek Aid seal of approval. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yo, go ahead. Continue to be a show. <laughs> Lucifer. <Enjoy>. Unless it changed. <laughs> I mean, it has a high chance of renewal. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I'll check in again, but I was. I, I wanted my devil to be a dick. He wasn't. So there's that. Um. The Muppets. Oh, that's disappointing. It's got a low chance of renewal. We sort of expected this, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like, content-wise, it recovered from the... Well, I mean, what it, what, was. What it was suffering from. But uh, I don't... I know that a lot of people dropped off. Like, I know a lot of diehard Muppet fans were watching it, but I don't think that's quite enough for a primetime ABC comedy. Yeah, that's a shame. And- Which makes me sad, because if there's something to take a chance on, it's the Muppets, and... I really feel like if they could, they just they they burned so many bridges with that first half of the first with season. That goddamn like, chip, sorry. <laughs> with the goddamn chip and Kermit talking about Muppet sex, like they just did all these things with these characters that nobody nobody wanted to see, hear, or think about, and they just rubbed it in our faces. And then they're like, "Oh wait a minute, that's not why the Muppets work. This is why the Muppets work. Where did you go? Come back. <laughs> Hello." <laughs> Hello. I mean, this show gave us friggin' um, the Swedish chef at karaoke and Animal having a drum off with Dave Grohl. Like, oh, come on now, we got Gloria Estefan. We did. We got Gloria Estefan, the pet <laughs> penguin who lives in a bag. I love. I love so much about where this show ended. I really wanted wanted to get another chance. This is a classic example of networks need to listen to something other than ratings to decide whether or not to renew a show. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, the Mysteries of Laura? 
The mystery is, what the hell is this? Oh, to it's confound. Deborah Messing. Oh, it's that show. Mm. Oh. Yes, and it's still on. Good for her. Because that woman will always work. She mm. did that. Like, that came on right after Smash, right? Yep. She was like, see you, Smash. I'm, you know, <laughs> tossing all my scarves and moving on. What, what was Smash? I, I... Oh, my God. Oh, Smash. Sometime I wish we, we were doing this this show when Smash was on, because oh that show God. was such a, a delightful it was, disaster. It was a train wreck of all train wrecks, and it was so fantastic. It was like, it was the show about Broadway, a Broadway musical uh-huh. happening, okay. more or less. It was... Nothing. Oh God! It was so great. It was so wonderful. We'll, we'll revisit it sometime. Yeah. That and Smash was on the air at um, around the same time as Revolution. And what a time to be alive! Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. What a fabulous, glorious time to be alive. All right. Wow. Next up, Nashville. Sorry, it's kind of low chance. If it doesn't come back, I'll be sad, but not that sad. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely inconsolable. Uh, this is not a great show, so you know. It's a guilty yeah, how pleasure. How long has it been on? Right, it's... four seasons. That's that's a decent run for a TV show. Yeah, huh. uh, you know, f- f- free up Connie Britton to do something else fabulous with her hair. You know, that's fine with me. And they have what's that? Um, what's Empire? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, that's the same uh, show. Black Nashville. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's the same thing it's, it's, a, it's literally a the same drama filled soap about the music industry R&B instead of country it is exact same show all right <laughs> and i hear it's very good <laughs> next up the real o'neills unfortunately Ooh. i don't know how how is this a high chance of renewal I um, was going to ask you if you had gone back to this because I heard on another podcast that uh, it was it had gotten pretty good. No, I gave I don't it a couple. Know. I of can't episodes. confirm that myself. So I, I gave it know. a couple of episodes, and it was more of the same trite bullshit about. Uh, it was not good. I didn't like it, but what do I know? Uh, I, I, I gave it enough of my time to know I never want to give it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys. Rosewood. Do we know any of this? Someone wonders how the lead independent Rosewood is going. It with. it, it looks like familiar. the person who wrote this article doesn't even know what it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> it, this this seems real familiar. What the hell is Rosewood? Rosewood. Are you oh, this is the the um, the like that ridiculously good looking black dude who I think was in V. Um, Rosewood is an American television series created by Todd Hartland, starring Morris Chestnut as Dr. Beaumont Rosewood Jr., a private pathologist working in Miami, Florida, in oh, high demand he, with like, law enforcement. Does he, like, time travel or something? I don't know. No, no, no. But he's no. got glasses on, and he's a very you, good You're thinking man. of, um, oh, my God, the guy who... <sighs> Rosewood, it, it's a crime, dr- crime-ish, drama-ish show. Um, oh my god. Oh, you're thinking of that, um... The guy who played Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Young, young Gruford, or whatever the hell his name is. He's just, he's just immortal. What was that show called? I don't know. I know what you're talking about. And it also had uh, Alana DeGarza from Law & Order on it, which made me kind of want to watch it, but I never got around to it, because it looked stupid. But I was like, <laughs> I like, I like this dude in Fantastic Four, even though the movie was garbage. And I love anyone from Law & Order, except for that girl who they killed, which was awesome. Oh man! Remember that terrible like um, girl <laughs> DA okay, that like you, everyone you hated, about the and then they show. chopped her up and put her in a trunk. And I was like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> but anyway, Rosewood, Rosewood, we know nothing about. Nothing about. Sure, go ahead. High, high chance of renewal. 
Uh, second chance, low chance of renewal. Uh, if I'm not... Looks like it's not getting a second chance. Oh, <laughs> waka, waka, waka. And that sh- show is on this list only for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he could use that phrase. Um, Sleepy Hollow. Now, I liked this show. I can't believe it's still on. I, I am kind of surprised it is still on myself as well. Um, I I didn't watch the fourth season. Like, I binged watched the others. So, it's got a 50-50 shot. We'll see what happens. Supergirl? It seems so ridiculous that I say go for it. I- it's, it's, it's a Monster of the Week set in uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, but like, isn't it modern Sleepy Hollow with yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. time displaced Ichabod Crane? Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> Who great. Thinks of this shit. His Fantastic. wife is a his wife is a witch. Um, <laughs> the dude from Fringe was his son. The old doctor, the old guy. <laughs> like it was I great. It. it was weird. Uh, Supergirl, that's going to be renewed. There's no chance. There's no doubting it. Everything else in that universe is getting renewed. So it would be dumb not to. Um, Agreed, and I'm not mad. I, yeah, it's, it's actually it was it did it pretty good. Yeah, it's so. not a phenomenal show, but it's got it's got a phenomenal show in it. So I think it's a better it show go. than Legends of DC's People yeah, for DC's Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow, which is definitely coming back yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Telenovela. Have any of you watched this? No. no, I watched one episode. It's like the behind the scenes of a. Of a telenovela. Of a telenovela. It was kind of funny, very rote, very exactly what you would expect from a quirky sitcom-y type show. Um, So there's not a very high chance of it being renewed, whatever. Uh, Undateable. I don't think I know what this is. I feel like I should, though. I know I've seen some sort of a commercial for it. It's an NBC sitcom. Uh, There you go. Uh, the X Files. We haven't gotten word yet. Oh nope. no, no, because I mean it was brought back as like a, a finite thing, more or less, more or less. Like that's how it seemed to be billed, right? But then it was a massive success. So, so I mean, I can't imagine Fox not getting that together. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a matter of you're dealing with Chris Carter, David Duchovny, and Gillian Anderson. And that's you know those are some big guns that they've got to negotiate with, and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Fox doesn't want to pay them more than they have to. Right. So, uh, so that's going to be a big deal to work out. So, All right. I'm quickly going to run through the, the ones that we will not see again. That won't be back. I was going to suggest yeah. that same thing. Just, it's a short list. It's a short and list. It's and it's we won't even talk about them. Like, Angel from Hell. <laughs> this show looked terrible. American Idol. I am shocked that it was on for 15 years. Uh, best Time Ever with Neil Patrick Harris. Kind of upset. I heard it was not the best time ever. So. I, but I like Neil Patrick Harris. I oh really yeah. yeah, but like I, he's I, not I, starving for work. No, I've when been... he's in, you know, when when someone we like is in something bad, we just say get it off so they can do something else. That's yeah. what I say. I've been rewatching <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I, I, he is so good. Uh, Blood and Oil. Uh, ex- That's the other one that uh, I was uh, shocked and amazed to find was a TV show. It seems like a retelling of what what was that old it was Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> and they even brought back Dallas, which came back for a couple of years until that guy died. And th- this was basically like a Dallas ripoff. <laughs> but it was like a ripoff of a Dallas ripoff. Yeah. Like um, twice removed. Terrible. Twice removed ripoff. Uh, extant. 
I don't know what that is. Halle Berry led, so I'm not missing anything. Yeah. The Good Wife. Heroes. My mother. My mother will be sad about the Aww. Good Wife. I'm sorry to hear. I that. think that one's just like. But I don't was, think that was so much a, a con, like a, a cancellation. It's not canceled. So it's just over. They just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, all right, yeah. we're done. After like, seven years, the story we're is good. Told. Can I just say that I hate Halle Berry, and I'm glad her show got canceled. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't. I hate Halle Berry's talent. Sorry, I don't know Halle Berry personally. <laughs> okay, Heroes Reborn, definitely not coming back. We're okay with this. No complaints Thank here. Thank God. Um, Mike and Molly? Uh, I've never seen anything on this show that has made me think that it was even remotely funny. Okay. It's supposedly a big success, though, and like it's it's like a huge deal that Melissa McCarthy's like, bye! Well, so. Melissa McCarthy is a movie star now. So she doesn't have to do TV, maybe. I don't know. She doesn't uh, have to. But. but she's coming back for Gilmore Girls. Fuck yeah. um, Minority Report. I, was, I totally forgot that this was actually on TV. Yeah, I heard it was awful. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the movie either. Mr. Robinson. No idea. <laughs> sure, why not? Of Kings and Prophets. Never even heard of it. What? Um person of interest now i liked the way i liked the beginning of that show mm-hmm. is it still the same cast because the people that they're showing here i know okay it is it's the same guys uh it was on for five years so yeah i think it's just reaching its conclusion yeah uh the player no idea nope <laughs> truth be told that's the one truth with be told with zach. i don't know it it's one with zach from Saved by the Bell. I thought he was on another show, but I guess it was at Franklin and Bash or whatever on TNT, but I guess that eventually... Yeah, but that was, uh, a, that was a crime thing, wasn't it? Like a police drama? It was a lawyer's Oh, lawyer's. lawyers. Thing. Okay, this is a, a sitcom. Uh, Under the Dome? <laughs> uh, f- I, there's another show I listened to uh, where... They was they were following like hate watching under the dome, <laughs> and like you just couldn't believe it. Just got more and more ridiculous, and you couldn't believe it. It lasted as long as it did. So, I'm glad for the person who, on that show who was reviewing it that they don't have to watch it anymore. <laughs> and finally, Wicked City. <laughs> I, I, I was this the one that we. That was the, the serial killer, killer one that I watched. Yeah. yeah. It well, was hey, you don't have to watch it anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. I think that's enough. If you didn't hear it on, on the, either one of those lists, I guess it's pretty safe if it's on one of the major networks. Mm-hmm. So If it's on the CW, it's definitely yeah. safe because yeah. they renewed everything. Everything. With good reason. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, on the everything is good. I feel like everything that has definitely been renewed already, like everything that I... A, a lot of things that I watch have been definitively renewed, which makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Like, I win watching TV because I'm watching all the good shows that are that are still around. Well, Fresh Off the Boat is coming back. Um, I mean, like, there was a couple here that I was like, really? Uh, what was the other one? Like, Mom, I never heard of that one. Alice and Janney. Okay. Oh, yeah, that one. I think she won an award for that. Cool. The Simpsons have been renewed again. Shuck will never out. ever die. Oh, oh, it was two broke girls. Yeah, that was the one that like really. I didn't even know. I didn't know Vampire Diaries was still a thing. Oh, really? I thought that. I thought that guy. I thought that went away. I thought they ended that show as well. But Supernatural. I mean, like those that 
are solidly good shows. Like they're entertaining shows. We're getting them again. So, all right, there it is. Uh, Chris, yo, bring us home. Well, you can get in touch with us at malikgeekade.com, uh, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest and greatest video content, follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on the Twitters. I am at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. <laughs> all right, quick recap. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I'm saying no. I think it ran its course. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. Kaioken! I'm yes. going to go with yes. Uh, iZombie. Absolutely. And just a tip for the television show renewals. If you like a show, watch it. That's the only way they're going to stay on. Um, if you are like us and you binge watch stuff internet-based wise, you have no room to speak because we don't help the situation. So... With that, uh, that wraps us up. So, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Kaioken! Good night. Dives 10! Good night. Good night. <laughs> if it wasn't for Matt and very creative editing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to say I liked the last one with, with Matt and uh, just some sort of vegan chili cook. <laughs> yes. Yes. I wonder if Jimmy and Bill J know that they have the same names of the Double Dragons. <laughs> Man, you just missed that. And this concludes our broadcast day.